Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Southern California tickets are now on sale for the Steel Wars 200th podcast live at the Scum and Villainy Cantina on Saturday the 2nd of February at 3.30pm and we will be joined by special interview guest Eric Walker who played Mace Tuani in the 80s Ewok made for TV films A Caravan of Courage, An Ewok Adventure and Ewoks The Battle for Endor. Get ready for behind-the-scenes stories from the films, what it was like to work with Warwick Davis, and, of course, the maker, George Lucas. Plus, we'll have a special audience mic set up if you've got a question to ask, too. And if you can, hang out for a bit after the show and take in all the fun of the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Pre-sale tickets are just $10 and are available from SteelWars.com or $12 on the door from the Scum and Villainy Cantina. I cannot wait to talk Ewoks with Eric and I hope to see you there. But for now, let's get on with the show. For the second year running, the Kessel Toy Run is harnessing the generosity of Star Wars fans worldwide to gather toys for hospitalized children and their siblings. The amazing project is headed by this week's guest, Brandon Manriquez, who along with being a huge Star Wars fan and collector, works in a pediatrics emergency room and sees firsthand what a bit of Star Wars magic can do to brighten the days of these sick little Padawans. On this episode, we talk about the origin story of the Kessel Toy Run, some heartwarming stories from last year's run, and of course, talk to Brandon about his Star Wars fandom, his amazing collection, and his 2-1-B collecting focus. So one of the cool things, uh, last year, you know, Sal Perales from the Rogue Rebels. Heard um, of him. Him and his family are awesome. Yeah, he's been around. Heard of them. They all showed up. Uh, him and uh, the Saber Jill Temple Prime, it's like the Orange County cosplay costuming uh, people showed up to help hand out the toys. And there was probably, I'd say, a dozen of them, uh, all different characters. But there was a girl named Alice, and she dressed up as Ray, like from Jakku. Mm-hmm. And she was, hand- like, her, her handing out Ray dolls as Jakku to little girls as Ray was like, Kind of like they're, they're excited to see her than they were the toy. Their eyes just lit up, and they couldn't be more pumped about uh, us being there. And so that was one of the moments I will always, I'll always carry with me, no matter how many years we do this or or we don't. You know, it was just awesome. If you want an hour of feel-good Star Wars chat, you are in the right place. This is Steel Wars episode 191. Brandon Manriquez makes the Kessel Toy Run. 
Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we talk to someone of interest about it. And this week's very prestigious guest taking time out of his hectic toy driving schedule is our buddy from the Kessel Toy Run, Brandon Manriquez. How you doing, Brandon? Good, Steel. How you doing? I am just loving life. We're podcasting. It's Monday afternoon. My child is sleeping or at the very worst quiet. So life's pretty good, dude. How about you? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I finally got a couple of days off of work. So I've just been milling around the house, getting ready for Thanksgiving, cleaning. I, I do get now a few comments especially when I do the outros of the podcast, people just message me and just like, Oh man, you sound tired. You sound real tired. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I, I am having, I am having a four, I, p- I am having a 4 PM coffee for, um, to, to amp up, to talk some toys and kids with you, mate. Hey man, I, I uh, hats off to parents. I see you guys all the time at work and I don't know how you do it because, I can't manage my own day. So uh, to have another little human being in my life, I, I don't know if I could do that. So good for you guys. Do you know how you do it? How? You just got no choice. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's just, um, there's no option. Someone's depending on you. So it's pretty important. Yeah. So true. Now, um, maybe a, a bit overzealous a segue, but there are some young children depending on what you're doing this holiday season, and that is the Kessel Toy Run. And we're going to go right into its origin story and, and some great stories from last year's drive. But before we get into that, let's just get it out there right now. Give us a gist about what the toy run's all about and how people can contribute while they are enjoying this hopefully very fine podcast that we're about to record. I've been friends with Jason from Making Star Wars and now this is podcasting for years. And we'd always, I'd always message him about Star Wars stuff. And I, 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 I feel like my way into, I feel like just for that, Brandon, you deserve some sort of charity <laughs> drive. Being friends with him for so long. That, you, you're, yeah. the, you're the one that uh, should be tired in this conversation, not me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a fun long friendship. We've known each other, I think, since two two thousand. Uh, but he's been a good buddy. We, you know, we played music together. We've kept in contact all these years, and he always, you know, kicks me down from Star Wars news. So uh, I was I've always appreciated him, but I've I always wanted to participate somehow, and I I never really knew how I could do it because I don't know. I know a lot about Star Wars, but not that much, as much as Jason. Uh, and then I, I became befriended Haas on online. We would just talk collecting, talk about Black Series, Hot Toys, whatever. And Jason had mentioned that he had done charities in the past, and they didn't really pan out. He, they put in a lot of work They, you know, on their end as far as selling tickets or what they were doing, and then the company that we're doing it for never, uh, you know, reimbursed them as far as the charity goes. They would never give give it as much as they put into it. So uh, there was a lot of stuff going on last year, and I just felt like I had to do something positive. 
and I talked to Jason and I kind of pitched it by Haas and they both loved the idea of just doing uh, Star Wars toy drives. You know, toy drives are, you can find them all over the place, but I wanted to do just Star Wars toys. And that's it because that's what Christmas has kind of always been about with Star Wars for me. So uh, it kind of just, everyone just jumped on board, loved the idea. Uh, caught fire real quick and before I knew it my office was just overwhelmed with toys from everybody from overseas from the United States all over the United States to local people I work with and what better way than to give to kids that don't get to go home for the holidays Uh, you know the, the hospital is a lonely place even when there's a bunch of staff or family comes to see you you're not at home so you don't you're not as comfortable as you can be and even the kids that are really sick like the from the oncology ward uh they their family members only get to come see them four hours a day so it's not a normal christmas so you know dropping in dropping off a bunch of star wars toys uh it just all kind of made sense and fell into place now i really want to get into some of your fandom but before we do that like give us one just Ah, oh, this was all worthwhile memory from last year of a kid, you know, re- receiving like one of one of the items from the toy drive. Just one. <laughs> we're, we're 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 crafting some some well brewed content here, Brandon. You, we, we'll be smattering them with great stories throughout the whole episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> so one of the cool things uh, last year, you know, Sal Perales from the Road Rebels. Heard um, of him? Him and his family are awesome yeah he's been around heard of them uh they all showed up uh him and uh the saber guild temple prime it's like the orange county cosplay costuming uh people showed up to help hand out the toys and there was probably i say a dozen of them uh all different characters but there was a girl named alex and she dressed up as ray like from jakku mm-hmm. and she was like her her handing out Ray dolls as Jakku to little girls as Ray was like kind of like they were excited to see her than they were the toy. Their eyes just lit up and they couldn't be more pumped about uh, us being there. And so that was one of the moments I'd always, I'll always carry with me no matter how many years we do this or, or we don't, you know, it was just awesome. That's so cool. That is so cool. Let's start at the very beginning, Brandon, and, and let's talk about your, your first memory of Star Wars. Uh, my grandmother purchasing uh, Star Wars toys from the local pharmacy here in, uh, over in Artesia, California, which is not far from Long Beach over here. And uh, my earliest memory is carrying around a 2-1-B uh, Rancor Keeper, and then from the micro collection, a little loot. It's like a one-inch tall a loot hop character that's supposed to be hanging out upside down in a Wampa cave that has somehow survived 39 years now. And I still have it. Uh, so I, I, you know, those are my earliest memories of toys are just like these background characters from star Wars. She didn't want to buy me the expensive loots or the Darth Vader's. And that's kind of what was left on the rack was the, the peg warmers, the, the two and B's and keepers. So, uh, oh, man. I played with those nonstop because they broke. And uh, then my dad 
you know, in the old, I'm sure you remember, we used to dub tapes. Uh, so you get the VCR, get a second VCR, and then you would dub a tape to I, so you have your own copy. I think it's best if I don't admit to anything at, at this time. I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> what copyright, the statute of limitations right. on that. But um, right. yeah. Okay. I've 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 read they about it. I've read about it on the internet, and it disgusts me. Let's just get that out right. of the way. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I, I don't I don't condone it anymore. <laughs> but uh, my dad would, uh, you know, he either did it just to keep me busy, or because he knew how much I enjoyed it. But he would just put those on like any time I was running around the house pretending to be anybody. We were we were living on a farm at the time, literally, where I had one friend and nobody else around for like. 15, 20 miles. So, uh, Star Wars was, was everything. We didn't have any, I think we had one channel on the TV. So all we had were movies and we just played that thing consistently and it hasn't stopped since. When like at that age and, you know, before DVDs and, you know, even like easy to get video releases of it. Cause you know, my memory was you could only hire it from the video shop. But you couldn't buy it from anywhere when I was little. And when you right, so where, oh, sorry, go. No, I was just gonna say where we where we grew up, there was no there was one video shop maybe within like a forty mile distance. <laughs> so even that was pretty hard to come by. Wow, the but to have that on tape to have Star Wars. You know, I think we had one recorded off television and I, I hope the punishment for that is far less than Brandon, you know, linking vi- video <laughs> players together. I just, it, it sounds like the 80s version of a meth lab is like connecting yeah. a few VHS players. Yeah. You're the, um, you're the Heisenberg of uh, Lucasfilm <laughs> copyright violations. Congratulations, Brandon. <laughs> We're finding out a lot about you. you this is like you're trying to, um, this toy drive is to make amends for uh, all, right. all the, all the right. wrongs that you've done throughout the years. Yes. Sorry for burying you on like this, brother. But um, when you had that video, it was like, I will never not be entertained ever again. I can put on Star Wars ever again. whenever I see fit. This is the best. Like, I remember just playing, like, it was a mandatory Saturday afternoon thing to do. Like, it wasn't like, I might watch it. It was, well, it's Saturday afternoon. I'm watching Star Wars with my Star Wars figures. This is how it's going down. Yeah. Yep. As, as, as true as the sun rising in whatever direction it rises when you were little. I, I don't know. I didn't have a compass when I was a little boy. Uh, we, we weren't that well off. We had mini rigs. The, uh, we never got oh, to have yeah. we never Any got to rigs. have the big ones. We never got to have the big ones. I um I do enjoy the irony, Brandon, that one of your few childhood Star Wars figures was two one B, the medical droid. Do you think that inspired yeah. your career path? It definitely could have. I've always uh yeah. I, I don't know in some roundabout way, maybe. I never thought that I'd have uh, the position that I do, I, I feel very fortunate. I worked very hard for it, but uh, yeah, I, it's become my favorite character. It's the focus of my vintage collection. I, you know, every every chance I get, I try and pick up a carded one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird how things all work out. That's so cool. I didn't realize that that was your uh, your focus. I 
when did the, the for those that maybe aren't in the collecting circles, something that I never knew what people did was that people have a focus and they collect around a, a certain scene or a, or a certain character. Has, yeah. has that been going on since right. the dawn of Star Wars or if I got my, my head in the collecting sand? I don't think so. I think what just happened was the characters, like all the characters themselves started to become more scarce. And then, you know, people started taking them in and realizing that there's subtle differences in release releases of these toys so they're like well how can i collect my favorite character (laughs) over and over again and still have it be different and and it just took off and some people do you know some people go big there's people that do boba fett focuses and those you know you find it like a 21 back uh when i say 21 back that's like how many characters on the back of the card uh Boba Fett, you're talking about three thousand, four thousand dollars, and people will have a couple of those, a couple of the later Empire Strikes Back ones, and I don't, I don't know how they afford it. Um, so a two one, but a two one B focus, you know, it manages to be uh, semi affordable, and so I did that, and that's, you know, if I see a different one, I'll go out and grab it. So you got the foreign cards, you got the different numbers on the backs, you got the stickers. Uh, there's all kinds of differences in them. Have you ever met anyone with an FX7 collecting focus? Uh, were you friends or rivals? I've seen, <laughs> I've seen them. I've never met them. Oh, you don't sound very and, impressed. Yeah. That that sounded very... No, well, um, oh, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Glad <laughs> I haven't smelled the them. I have, I have two of them. And it's funny enough that, you know, that card... Like if it, if they put that toy out today, that would be a page warmer. People wouldn't wouldn't be down for it. But it's if you look at it, it's actually one of the most beautiful cards I think they ever put out. Like the color scheme to it is fantastic. I but I don't think I could do a focus of it. <laughs> it's an amazing figure. Like that's for yeah. maybe that people don't know is essentially like a tall fire hydrant with Lots of legs that pop out, almost yeah, almost a little bit Doctor Who-y or something. But finding one without a crushed bubble is difficult too. Ah, for FX Seven, like it's just hard to find. I seem to have this weird memory that the card is just FX Seven flying in space or something. It it is, but as far as like the reds and the in the in the. Uh, racing stripes around it go with the blues and fades into the whites. It's just a gorgeous card. It's very, very simple, but it's just a beautiful card. I've always admired it. <laughs> I've got to look this up. FX7 vintage card. I found a German one that's beat to crap a uh, couple, probably about a year ago. It's bent, it's folded, it's all beat up but it's german so it makes it uh, a little more desirable um but i think it's a good card so i've pulled it up and my memory is correct and this is this is the funny thing about doing this podcast brandon i've got all these childhood memories locked away at the back of my head and i'm still unpacking them through this podcast i do remember staring at this in the safeway supermarket in rosebud 
Victoria, Australia as oh. a little boy and just going, I've seen all the films. When did the robot fly through space? Because this droid, this like, I don't know, it looks like a power outlet fire extinguisher from the future. It's who, like, even if I was very familiar with, like, the because back then you didn't really, like, for me, I didn't have Empire on tape till later, so I didn't get to analyse it. Like, I could barely work out it was yeah. from Star Wars. And then to have the carded picture, to have no bearing on where it is in the film at all, I was like, <laughs> I was a bit, I have to admit, I now, it's all coming back to me, I was a bit sus on FX7 Medical Droid. I'm like, are you in Star Wars? You know, photos, or it didn't happen. There is a, and actually yeah. up here, it's got one of the, he's got one of the little claws out and then I've got related images and the Trilogo version, his claws pointing right. the other way. The photo has been used backwards. Yeah. All right. Is this, is this, am, yeah. am I not breaking any new ground with this discovery? Is that what you used to tell me, Brandon? <laughs> I've just, I've seen a lot uh, as far as like, I'm a collector first. Uh, so. Are you, you know, FX7 gatekeeping me? I'm looking at the Trilogo right now and I see what you're saying. It's just, but like the photos I'm looking at are perfect images. Like if you see the bubble, they're perfectly maintained. It's a, it's a gorgeous card, but that's not finding one of those in real life is impossible, especially when it comes to the Trilogos. Well, it's impossible with that attitude. (laughs) Actually, I think we are looking at the same one. That card is very amazing. It, it almost doesn't yeah. look real. Right. I, um, that's why I have they ever done this in collecting? Like I know Steve Sansweet recreated a very rich little boy or girl's room for Star Wars celebration. Has anyone ever recreated a shop? Like just made a, like a, an installation and experience of what it would be like. Do you, know, you see those photos of like all the, you know, it's just Kenner figures for like five meters and then there's slave ones and then there's right. ad-ats. Has anyone ever reproduced that? That, that? that would be a very calming thing to visit. Probably, but I've never seen it. But I don't doubt it. There's some collectors out there that um, they just have the money and the time to, to invest in it and do kind of what they want. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me to see it. Do you ever have like vintage toy dreams? Uh, I know, uh, not that I can, not that I can recall. Really, I have them all the time. No. Like where you like, no, I, I, you discover you go into some shop and at the back there's just a box, <laughs> and it's full of figures, full of vinyl cape Jawas. Yeah, right. Um, no, I don't think I have. What do you dream about, Brandon? Uh, work. Oh, no way. Yeah. You know, call lights going off. Um, people are upset. People yelling. Uh, doctors giving orders. Just, you know, normal work stuff. 
God, way to make me feel really bad, Brandon, about my going on about my dreams. That is, I, I've I've never been more shut down ever on the podcast than that. It's like I dream about finding old toys. What do you dream about, Brandon? Saving lives, buddy. Saving lives. Oh man, sorry, sorry, pal. That's not the direction I was headed. So you um. You know, you, you sort of fandom evolved. Well, hold on. In the, oh, sorry. In the in these dreams, what what toys did you come upon? Was it you remember, or was it just uh, just toys in general? Just finding vintage toys. You know, it, oh, that's okay. just what that like when when in your dreams, like what diseases are you solving, or are you just like it's just random <laughs> life saving. <laughs> Ah, oh, so you, you sort of um, you, your fandom started around the toys, and from what I hear, you, you've have uh, established quite a collection. Do you, can you confirm yeah. this? I can. I I don't have the largest collection by any means, but I think I've put together a pretty well-rounded uh, collection. I started probably about four or five years ago i used to collect everything as far as comics uh movie props you know things like you know movie when i say movie props not like one of a kind ones like the one they just sell at stores but they only make like five thousand of them or uh-huh. plus you know stuff like that but it was all over the place and i just decided that i didn't like it and that it, there was no focus so i just sold everything and then i just started concentrating on my Star Wars collection and it just I met a I met a girl and I married her and she's patient enough with me that she gave me an entire room to uh do what I want with so uh I turned it into my Star Wars collection room and I work on it whenever I can and uh, I'm pretty proud of the collection it has a little bit of everything what what sort of is it is it like toy based or prop replica based like what's what's the meat of the collection it's it, the meat of it is vintage uh Ooh. a lot of carded figures uh, a lot of uh the original loose collection uh box vehicles and uh recently i got the hot toys bug and it that's kind of taken over the vintage bug for a bit uh but i'm always looking for vintage stuff that's i think that's that's the fun part you know you go out to antique stores or garage sales or wherever and try and find the stuff and you can buy it online but that's not really like tracking it down you know yeah when i was finishing off my the 92 i was trying to do it like very organically like for the last yeah. few figures i was like i'll just have my list and i'll just i'll just look for them around the place um i was down to a final ewok i think it was like rombo or something which I thought I had, and I feel like I did have, and I'm not sure where it is. But one night I, I like wallpapered this cabinet, this IKEA cabinet with like Super Seven wallpaper that was like Star Wars flocked wallpaper, and I was like, "All right, I am." I'm. It was like Saturday night, and it was when I was still in Australia, and Jackie was over here, and I just decided I'm never going to set up this toy cabinet unless I just say. I'm not like, I'm never going to have the free time. So I just have to dedicate right. tonight to do it. 
And so at about 2.30 in the morning and a bottle of red wine, <laughs> I'm ready for it all to come together. And I realize, like, because I've spaced them all out and I've got Wikipedia out, so I'm putting them in, like, release order. And so things are going right. in in different time. You know, like, I'm starting at one end and then, the like, at the start and at the back and I'm making them meet up and I'm making sure they're all spread apart evenly. You know, all this OCD nerd stuff that we love. And then I realize I'm about to take the photo and I'm like, I'm short one Ewok. And... <laughs> Oh my God, the, the drunken rage that one can have by themselves after a bottle of wine at 2.30 in the morning. It was, it was very, it was very sad. It was very sad. But the thing was, yeah. which I was very disappointed about, I thought when I finally did get them all together, that like something special would happen. Like the lightsabers would light <laughs> up and it did nothing. They they just all sat there like really old toys. Makes you think. Yeah. It it's all it does is complete the completionist for you. So you're like, okay, well that's done. I've done it. I succeeded. Now what? And you you kind of have to figure out what direction you're going to go in after that because you worked so hard to get all of them together. Mm. What do you do now? I, I utilized the, um, like I'd buy stuff in lots and then I'd sort of, you know, pick out a few and, and then sell the others and, or, or sometimes just, yeah. keep, just keep them. Cause you know, you might need them for a diorama, who knows, uh, better yeah. be safe than sorry. But, um, yep. so what, what, what's the, what's the pride of, of the fleet? Is it the 92? No. Uh, my father a couple of years ago, uh, he kind of like, as far as Star Wars, Star Wars toys go, my grandmother bought me my Star Wars toys. My dad was never like a toy guy. So um, probably about, I'd say four years ago, my dad bought me my first Star Wars toy when I got into nursing school. Um, and it was the, the Power of the Force tattooing skiff still in the box graded in acrylic completely preserved and wow. it's still like if the house caught fire i would grab it and run <laughs> yeah, and it, it means more now because like my father passed this year so it's like uh i look at it and it's just like an awesome moment i had with my dad as silly as it sounds as a adult you know i got a star wars toy from my dad which i still think is i just love it That's, um, it, it's weird, like, what things can get lumped on a toy or an old bit of plastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What emotions they, like, they're just old bits of plastic. And yeah, just through happenstance and, and the way you grew up, like, certain ones become very important old pieces of plastic. Yeah. Um, and I can't even... <laughs> I can't even open it. I can't even, it's in, in case in acrylic, it's in a box, but it just means that moment meant like the world to me. I remember typing to a bunch of friends, like other collectors on a website. And he walked in like after he gave it to me, I just started crying. I was like, this is like one of the coolest things ever. And so I, I stare at it all the time. I love it. 
and it just happens to be one of the coolest things they ever put out. But that's another story. Well, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to focus on that too much, but it is one of the illest toys of all time from easily yeah. the best scene in all of cinema history. So, <laughs> yeah. Your dad had uh, and it shows pretty fine. It taste. shows Lute whooping uh, on the the cover. Shows Lute whooping Boba Fett's ass. I don't Ooh. know if you remember the cover of it. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, it's like a cartoon cover. Right. Right. Yeah. I um, like that. That's a sick cover. Like for the the power of the force, the the vehicles they went with like artists' impressions of what was going on in the yeah. film. But yeah. I do feel a bit robbed, Brandon, that we didn't get the classic, like, Kenner toy set up with, like, the one-color background and a happy kid playing. I I would have liked to have seen, you know, what figures made it onto the skiff because I was always fascinated with the choices. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember, remember, like, Return of the Jedi Y-Wing, it was Admiral Akbar in the cockpit and General Maydean was sending him on, on his way and it was like... It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah, they did that with the Falcon, with those vehicles. I don't think they, they, I don't think they did it with an X-Wing. Um, they did do We were talking about that uh, play set the other day, the, the Cantina Bar. I'm pretty sure there was kids on that too, right? And they were like setting up the figures. Yeah, one, one dude. And sometimes it was just like the colored background with nothing. And then I remember, yeah. I think a few Empire Strikes Back ones, like the Adat was sort of like uh, like a sweet diorama in the background. But they actually, mm-hmm. they'd snowed out the uh, the studio or something. But um, I always I always admired those kids. I was like, they're having a good time. It's, <laughs> a, it's a pretty sweet day. This is their, like, were right. they, like, Kenna friends like were they employees kids were they you know potential macaulay Culkins just enjoying their one day in the did sun they take, did they take the, t- the toys home and get to keep them like do they still have them do they want to sell them like, what is <laughs> what are they doing <laughs> an interesting line of questioning brandon um who's your guy or girl or droid Who's your who's your main Star Wars character? As far as like face characters goes, or just characters in general? Say again. Because like, are you talking about like face characters as far as like the the on screen all the time, or just characters in general? Because obviously B two one B would be the droid. I mean. Is two one B your favorite character? Well, if I yeah, I mean, just naturally because of uh, memories. But do you mean like my, who's my favorite characters on screen all the time? Yeah. Oh, oh man, uh, I have to say R two easily. Um, it's always been a toss up. But I'd, I'd have to go with Chewie. I think Chewie's my favorite. Uh, he, it, with the release of Solo, that only kind of solidified like how cool I thought he was, even though I'd never seen it. And I mean, 
he's constantly saving everybody's ass in every movie. And he, I just don't know how you get any cooler than Chewbacca. Yeah, I was never like... He didn't even get a medal. I know. Very harsh. But, yeah, it was the late 70s. It was a different time. Um, I was never like... Like, I like Chewbacca, but I was never like... Do you know what I mean? Like, if there was five figures, I wouldn't be buying the Chewbacca first. Um, you know, yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke Skywalker, ride or die. But uh, Solo, he, cool. he he killed it. Killed it in Solo. Like, And, and that, that's what I think one of the best things, or one of the maybe the the best compliments to the film was that it made me like like the three returning characters more, you know, not that I was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how dare anyone say a word against Lando Carizian, but it made me, it, it, it deepened my love for, for the three of them. And I think that's um, a pretty good result. Agreed. Yeah. I, it could have named that, like, and I know we've talked about it before, but a chewy story, you know, it just, it was just about as much, just as much about him than anyone else. And we kind of confirmed all of our thoughts and how he, who he was and what he was about, like loyalty. Uh, you know, he has feelings. He, he understands people's empathy. He's, you know, he's just an amazing character. I was even talking to somebody on Twitter last night. I think it was Claire from, uh, the, is it the Imperial Senate pod? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she was talking about like the saddest moment. And I was like, for me, every time I see Force Awakens and Chewie screams when, you know, Kylo and Han uh, happen, like each time I tear up just because that entire moment encaps- encapsulates so much because you know everything they've been through together. And he's not even speaking English. He's not, he's just making a sound and mm-hmm. you're like brokenhearted, you know. Um, I, I'd say Chewie. Yeah, that that scene is is so interesting, um, because I didn't know for sure that Han Solo died, because I kept my distance from the likes of Jason Ward right. and his ilk. <laughs> <sighs> if only I could have kept that up, but um, I, I I had a feeling. Do you know what I mean? Just based on yeah, yeah. like how Harrison Ford was handling himself and, and things that I'd heard him say uh, then and now. So I wasn't shocked and, but like, I wasn't shocked that it, it occurred, but when it did occur, it was just shocking that, oh my God, they did it. Like he's gone now. Yeah. And he won't be, you know, and I, I think this is one of the the underlying issues with, you know, people that aren't feeling the, the sequel trilogy is they didn't get that, you know, the Han and Luke and and Leia and, and Chewie or whatever, like that that team up, them them all in the Falcon again 30 years on. And I, I, I don't know where because that's so predictable because it's a thing that everyone I guess and and I use everyone as a a slang word um, but a, a lot of people John I mean 
I'm not going right. for the statistical Correct. everyone. This is a, a very loose everyone. You know, one of them just, you know, back together again. But because that's obvious, does that mean you don't do it? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, you've, yeah, you've got to do this. Well, it's probably a good reason not to do it or it's a reason to do it. Right. right. Which do you think? I, I think it's a reason not not to like i i don't i don't want predictability i want to be i don't want something new i think that's one of the reasons i enjoyed last jedi was i got i i don't think i said anything for 20 minutes watching out of that movie because i was just trying to put everything together i don't if i wanted to see would it have been cool to see on screen yeah of course but i don't need it you know like if i if i need that i can visit the original trilogy but uh you know seeing luke and leia together was just as special as seeing uh leia and han together having all three would have been cool but i i don't need it easier you know i i like the idea of having to use our imagination to to picture that you know yeah the the luke and leia scene man and you know it it was just so emotionally loaded as well because of you know the real life occurrences and right it was sort of one of the things going into the film where i was like oh man i hope they got a scene like because sometimes you'd see them like backstage photos together or on set but if you followed the history of those onset photos sometimes like they're the Vanity Fair photos and stuff like that, where it's like, these aren't things right. that actually happened in the movie. These aren't people that were together at, at this time. You know, there's the the classic yeah. Phantom Menace. I think it's uh, Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul on Tatooine. You know, mm-hmm. Never happened. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Vanity Fair had it in there. So I was so relieved to get like that, like such a special scene. Um yeah like into the film into the film but uh yeah it's it's interesting that whole um you know do you give people exactly what they want and ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's so, you know, it's just that. Like, I don't know. I, I guess the actual experience of seeing Luke Skywalker come back and ignite the green like it because it was telling me exactly what i wanted if they did that like yeah i guess it would have been awesome but i i do find the way they went like very compelling and 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 very gutsy (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah a lot very risky but uh, i you know all of us have complaints we can pick it apart all we want to as individuals, but just enjoying it. Like, I think it took me at the second viewing where I was like, man, this movie, 
has me flipped upside down. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on, but it, it took a second time and I, I didn't hate it the first time. The second time I, it just confirmed that like why I loved it so much. Um, but if you give, even if you give everybody what they want, you know, there's, there is this base of people that are still going to find ways to complain about it. You could spoon feed them the things they want and the things they think they're missing. And they're going to find some way to be gross, weird, vile people. And so it's like, you might as well just take the risk and do what you think is best for the, for the fandom. You know, I don't think it's not people like you that are like, well, I didn't get to see the green. It's like, okay. But it's the other people that are, you know, being, uh, real pricks about it. So I don't think they should give people what they want. I think they should just do what they think is necessary. <laughs> it sounds like, um, you sound like, uh, the leader of an army now. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like, like a famous wartime quote or something like, don't give them what they want. Give them what's necessary. Um, it's our Independence Day. <laughs> Los Angeles tickets are now on sale for our final live podcast of the year at Geeky Tees Magnolia Boulevard, Burbank on Saturday, December 15th at 4 p.m. For the first time ever, we'll be doing a live podcast version of our annual listener prediction review show where we review all the Star Wars news predictions that you guys made at the start of the year. I'll be joined on stage by a grip of previous Steel Wars guests, along with the live audience, to help us decide who was the Jedi Master Star Wars predictor for 2018. And spoiler alert, I did not fare well in this competition. It's going to be a hilarious afternoon of live Star Wars fun, Saturday, December 15th, 4 p.m. at Geeky Tees Burbank. Tickets are on sale at merchostore.com. The link is in the show notes. Well, we sort of touched upon, you know, a little bit how people our age, like, relate to Star Wars. But, like, seeing, you know, so many kids come through the hospital and stuff, like... Does that, like, and seeing how they relate to the characters, how, how does that sort of change your outlook about, you know, what what the franchise is about? Well, I think it's it's like an instant bonding moment. You know, I can walk into a, a kid's room at work and they can have a Star Wars shirt on or Star Wars shoes and we're instant friends. We start, I start talking to them about Star Wars and um, it makes whatever procedure we have to do or, you know, assessment we have to do to, to make sure we're taking care of them much easier because they, they want to talk about it just as much as we want to talk about it, but maybe their parents aren't as into it. And so um, we, <laughs> I'll just find whatever random piece of Star Wars info I can of, and pull it, pull it away from them as far as like what they're wearing and we carry on a conversation and their visit is much easier than it, than it could have been. So what um, you're saying is if a kid comes in with a star Wars t-shirt, you're giving them the top shelf drugs, the premium. The good stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a little uh, bit to take home a little bit for the hospital. Some a <laughs> little bit to sell on the street. Someone comes in with like a Batman versus Superman t-shirt. They're just getting placebo. It's like, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you're waiting nine hours in the waiting room. You don't. You, you go to the back of the line. These are jokes, people. <laughs> it's all about a toy drive. It's all about a toy drive. There's no real distinction, is there, Brandon? <laughs> no, and I have no control over, uh, you know, what walks into the ER and what doesn't. It's based <laughs> on how sick you are. When you're talking Star Wars with these uh, little Padawan, uh, like what things surprise you that they gravitate to or they've got interests in or anything like that? I'd probably say, um, you know, there's all this hubbub about, you know, female leads and female characters. But when you're talking to the kids, you know, they're just as excited about Ray as they are Luke, Kylo, Finn, BB-8, anybody else. Like, they're not, they don't care that it's a girl or a, a female. Um, they they adore her just as much as anyone else, and they want to see what's happening with her. And uh, they love the action sequences. So I, I'd probably say that's one of the more surprising things because, uh, you know, parents can tend to, you know, teach uh, film or comics based on gender, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll steer them towards that direction. But a lot of parents are just like, you know, like who you like. If you like that character, go ahead. So um, it's been it's been pretty cool to see that, you know, not the next generation coming through is okay with what's going on now. If they could give a little life lesson to some of the adults that we have right now, it would be, <laughs> be pretty neat uh, fandom all around you know it doesn't take much to um, change a kid's direction I guess you know kind of keep with that idea and that's what was so special about having you know coming back around is having Sal's group there Um, the kids seeing like actual live heroes in front of them you know who knows what impact that's going to have on a kid down the road you know like Ray came and visited me. Kylo came and saw me and, you know, but he was really nice. He wasn't a jerk all the time. You know, <laughs> you can, it just, you just don't know what moment it's going to take. One benefit of having Sal do these hospital visits is that he's already in a hospital when he hurts himself. <laughs> so yeah, you're doing doubly good work there, Brandon. You're helping out right. a, um, you know, some kids and and, and, hero. and, and yeah. the first family of Star Wars fandom. So uh, you, you're doing good stuff. How does that, um, like when, when all the characters visit, like do the kids put down their, um, you know, their, their gripes, their grudges with the Imperials and the first order or what's, you know, what's going on there? They do. There's no, there's no real discrimination. It's uh they they're just so excited it's it's hard to unless you see it and you know we'll make another video this year when we do the delivery and hopefully we can capture some more of that but their eyes are just so big and i i know it sounds a little cliche but like hopeful you know like they're just they're just in awe they're standing there with like heroes or even if it's not their heroes they're dressed up as villains and but they're still there and they're still visiting them and they're getting down to their level you know down on one knee and talking to the kids and it's just an amazing 
amazing thing to see. I I don't know how to like verbalize it to paint a better picture, but these kids, man, they just get pumped about any Imperial, uh, Star Wars Rebel, Star Wars character that walks through the door. Uh, that was that was easily the best thing, as as far as the toy drive went. The best addition that we did. You know, we try to make. We were trying to figure out what to, what's going to really make it, over the top. And then Sal stepped in, and just made it happen. And it's just fantastic. But you know, Sal, that's Sal's suggestion for everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> when, when he found out about Uber Eats, he was like, oh, maybe we can dress up as Star Wars characters and, and deliver the food. Or, you know, when, when he was trying to be a postman, it was like, we can dress up as Star Wars characters and, and deliver the mail. So it just happens that this perfectly fitted in with this situation. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you offer that yeah. suggestion for every aspect in your life, one day it's going to click. And, and finally it did. So we, we, suit, yeah. we, we salute Mr. Perales with his uh, dedication to that idea. Let's get down to the, to the hard tax, Brandon. How, what, what are the best ways or all the ways in order of bestness that uh, people can help out with this? Okay. So last year, my, uh, I was trying to figure out ways to do this. And my sister has been doing a food drive in Washington state for years. And so I kind of went to her for advice of like, well, how can I make this work? And she just suggested doing a, a, a gift wish list on Amazon. So people could go there and you could either, either use it as an outline of kind of stuff we're looking for. Or you can just pitch stuff, click, buy, and send, you know, and then you're done. You don't have to go to the store and go through all, you know, tenants or steps to get us the toys. Um, so we've done that, and we, I went and got a P.O. box specifically for uh, the toy drive. So you can go to Amazon, uh, type in, go to Gift or Registry, type in the Tesla Toy Run at gmail.com. Uh, look over the toys. If you find stuff, send it or just get an idea. And then just send it to the address uh, listed um, on the flyers. And that seemed to work. But we are getting lots of stuff from people from their own personal post offices where they're just packing it up on themselves and picking it out, which is what we wanted. We wanted people to pick toys that they think a kid would enjoy in the hospital or an activity book or a, a, a plush toy or a blanket, a pillow. As long as it said Star Wars and it's brand new, we're, we're all about it. You should see how much old power the four stuff we got that's still in the passages, which is fine by me, but you know, it's some pretty shadows of the empire, like the old, I had a Chewbacca that looked like more like a Rambo the other day. He had like an eye patch, oh, crazy gun, uh, all kinds of stuff. But Snoovel, yeah. one, of, one of the so, toy heroes of the nineties is the, uh, yeah. the bounty hunter Snoover, which is actually Chewbacca in Snoover's. It's not actually Snoover. It's Chewbacca cosplaying as Snoover. Very complicated. Yeah, I had never seen it. Um, but so people are sending, you know, that stuff, which is great. And the, the best way is probably Amazon, but you're more people are more than welcome to send, and you know, any way they want to. We've been getting stuff. We've been getting a lot of stuff from uh, Louisville. Um, there's a group called the Louisville Galactic Alliance. They're the group that 
um, I'm, all I can really find on them is that they do charity work for like cancer research, but I can't get a hold of anybody. But they've sent us probably near a hundred action figures. I don't really? know. I, I just have. I'm not kidding. Like I just went to the post office today, and there's another box from them, which makes like eight or nine boxes from them. Uh, they're just sending tons of action figures. Uh, Star Wars Unleashed, those ones that come with the comic books, um, little micro figures like the old. I got, I'm looking at a Jar Jar Binks in there even. Uh, there's all kinds, just tons, like 100 action figures just from this one group. And I can't get a hold of anybody. They're listening. I, I wish they would reach out to me because I'd love to thank them personally. So I've pulled up. You've got a very easy to click uh, list here of uh, of wish list things on Amazon, which we will link to in this episode in the notes. If you're listening to this on uh, a podcast app and you look in the notes for this episode, the uh, the link to get to this wish list. And this is all suggested things that will get um, sent straight to you guys. And oh my God, I have to order this for a little dude or dudette. The comic images Jabba the Hutt creature. It's a little... <laughs> teddy bear it looks like hasbro scale jabber the heart but it's plush have you received any of those yeah. yet it, 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 you should just have a, a room full of these they're so delightful we haven't got one of those yet all right i'm on it I'm on there's it. a one of the other things we did this year too just to kind of tie in is uh we you know last year was such a success that we didn't know it was going to happen to we donated to the children's hospital I work at. They're still going through those toys. So there's only like, they have like two or three bins left mm-hmm. from all we donated. So we, we added on the uh, chalk, which is the children's hospital of Orange County and the Ronald McDonald house of Long Beach. So we're, we added two locations because it's just, it turned out so well that we wanted to kind of spread the cheer. That's so dope that just, Fans' yeah. generosity means that you've. Uh, it's a good issue. It's a good issue, and and while it's awesome that you know you guys are just killing it, I guess it's important not to get lax with not sending in something because the the cool thing is is that everything you send ends at the other end with making some you know little Star Wars fans day. Yeah, don't you know? Would it, hopefully, no one gets discouraged and says, "Well." They've got enough. They're going to be okay. We can, we can definitely use, uh, you know, everyone's donations because we could, we'll just keep doing this. And I think one of the reasons it's so successful is that there is a, you know, we talked about that bad chunk of fandom more than we actually should when there's a huge chunk of the fandom that actually wants to do something nice and contribute and be a part of something. And this is that outlet to do it. Like we can, we can make a kid a collector. We can, um, you know, make a kid's day when they, they're going through some really terrible shit that we've never been through and, you know, we don't want to experience. Like, the majority of Star Wars fans are good people and they, they want to do something. So um, I think this this is one event that's going to show, like, 
how great how great we all are and we're not going to even think about that other sector of of the fans too true too true i'm I'm going through this wish list here uh brandon there's a star wars forces of destiny Jin urso adventure figure and i'm not sure if you've checked this out but it comes with like a baton that, that's that's some real talk for Jin urso out on the streets yeah. <laughs> she seems yeah, that, quite lethal you know what we got this year which i i'd never seen was a was a ray and kylo combo pack Ah, yeah, I see that. I never, yeah, yeah I'd never seen that before. We got one a couple of weeks ago. Um, Very nice. Yeah. What yeah. What's been maybe one of the things donated that you were just like, how does this exist? <laughs> I got, uh, the other day we got a, a Porg and Porglets. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that that existed. And... Um, the other one was, oh God, what are their names? The the Favier's. Yeah. Downtown, uh, Brittany Brown sent us a Favier, like, stuffed plush animal. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's good. Like, 15 inches tall by 16 inches long. I mean, it's a good size plush doll, but I had never seen that. I didn't know that their Favier's were created in the plushies. Oh wow, I'm uh, I'm a bit red faced, Brandon, because I've got that plushie on my top shelf up there, <laughs> standing next to Director Krennic. So I'm I, I'm very familiar with the uh, the plush Favier. It was uh, <laughs> I'm very aware of it, but uh, yeah. So we'll link to this uh, Amazon wish list, and it's I don't know. I, I think it's like such a amazing thing that you've done Brandon and it's I I, kind of think I don't know maybe you can chime in on this quite often I think like collectors are like sort of pegged as like materialistic people but I I sort of my experience has been like when it comes time to give or share they're um, they're at, at the front of the pack yeah I, I'd agree with that. Most most collectors, you know, if anything, they can uh, trace it back to trying to get someone else to find what they love in- interesting. So, like, if I can make a kid a collector by dropping off a bunch of Christmas presents for him, that, like, that right there is a victory for me. You know, I, it gets them involved in Star Wars. It, it creates this positive vibe in fandom. So, uh, yeah, I think... How, how is it? True. How is it for you that you've you know you've organised this thing from you know seeing sick kids in your hospital and 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 you want to share your love of Star Wars? Was that sort of like were you seeing kids use Star Wars as a way to cope, or like like how are they integrating it like be- before the toy drive? Did you notice? Um, no, I, I had just spent, before I was a, a nurse, um, I had spent a lot of time in the hospital, uh, with my father. Like I, I literally lived in a hospital for two years. So I, I knew from experience how lonely of a place it can be 
you know, like I said before, regardless of how many people are there. Um, so, you know, that in combination with seeing parents go through, you know, the doctor telling them, you know, what's wrong with their kid or what they're going to have to do or how long they're going to have to stay in combination with that. I, was, I just figured, you know, this has got to, this, there's no way that this can't work. Like kids need, kids need something during these, the things they go through are so unreal and they just need some type of positive moment. And if we can, if you can sidetrack that kid from that day from thinking about what procedure they have to go through or what they're going to have to do tomorrow or the surgery they're going to have in a week. If you can take that away for, you know, a couple of hours, whether that's watching one of the movies or the, the rebels or playing with their new toys, coloring in the coloring book, like how there's no bad effect. You know, there's, there's no negative effect that can happen from all of this. You know what I mean? Hmm. I imagine it would be a huge weight off like the parents' shoulders as well. Like, you know, I think at the start I was, I was talking about how tired I was, but I, you know, I'm tired off a perfectly, you know, fingers crossed, healthy little boy. I, I, I can't imagine like the burden of, you know, having a young child or young children and, you know, one of them being, you know, sick enough that they're in your hospital, um, it must be a huge, like, you must be getting some very grateful looks from across the room. We, we did. And that, that was, you know, I told you at the beginning of the show, I had two favorite moments. The other one was, um, you know, if you go to our Twitter, there's a, that post that has the link. Uh, um for the, for the Amazon gift wish list, there's a little girl holding a Chewbacca backpack. Oh man. Like as soon as we walked in that playroom, but she just stole all of our attention. She was the most adorable uh, little girl in the world. And her, her mom was there with, and her mom's friend. And the parent, the mom watching her interact with, uh, she was talking a lot to Liz uh, Perales and there was, she was in there calling with her and we gave her this uh, wicket backpack and she was just interacting and being as cute as could be. Her mom was crying because, you know, she had not seen her this happy in a couple of days because she'd been going through treatment. So, like, that is a, an awesome feeling, you know, giving those parents, the, you know, those tiny moments of happiness through months and months of treatment. So, yeah. Uh, that's the other one I won't forget for sure. Yeah, I've I've got that photo up, and that is, you know, it, it's so, it's it's almost too much to bear. You know, she's got the the drip in her arm, you know, all that yeah. hooked up. So you know, there's, um, you know, something going wrong medically, and then she's holding up this wicket backpack, almost like a face mask or something, and she's and, yeah. and this is the rad thing about like star wars i'm like ah, oh, she's a wicket fan yeah like she's my mate <laughs> like i could right. ha- i could hang with you know you know i could hang and and we could talk wicket where we, we could easily we're friends we're wicket we're fellow wickedites do you know what i mean and it, it's it's yeah that's really special 
it is. We're, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty fortunate. And, you know, if I failed to mention, you know, people that have just, since it started, people have just stepped up to the plate. You know, I always, I always mention uh, Evan DeCellis. He does all of uh, Blue Harvest uh, artwork. I think he's done some for you as well. And he, you know, I never met the guy. I've never talked to him. And he jumped at the idea of creating the graphics and the cards for us. And, you know, just people like him and people like Oz, people like you out there spreading the word, everyone under at Making Star Wars. You know, I'm just a guy, like a conduit that's just collecting the stuff for everybody and then handing it out. It's everyone, this is like a team thing. I'm just, it's not just me. So, uh, you know, thank you for promoting it. Thank, you know, thank everyone else. Yeah, it's a team effort, Brandon, but, you know, you're the one mobilizing us, buddy. Do you know what I mean? So you've done a, uh, like, an amazingly good thing. Like, it's it's so cool. It's so cool. And I'm, it's outstanding that it's, uh, you know, it's it's spreading. And, and when you look at, you know, the photos with this little girl with her Ewok backpack, it's like... I don't know. It's it's almost like I'm selfish that I want to send stuff to like make their day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's um and 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 just with that thrill of like like a thrill that you understand of you know being a little kid and getting some Star Wars stuff. It's um yeah, it's quite tangible. There's something about it that um mm-hmm. yeah um. So I guess how we bring this home. All right. So before we wrap up, Brandon, for everyone that is keen to contribute, um, there there is a bunch of ways. There is, uh, I know Hall has just put up a new episode or a, a, sorry, I know Hawes just put up his second year of the uh, Blue Harvest holiday special, and that is $4 on Bandcamp for, I think it's like a four-hour sort of podcast special talking to Star Wars fans about their Christmas memories and stuff, and everything from that goes to buying toys. Is that right? Yeah, so we don't do cash donations. That's not... We just, I didn't want anyone to ever wonder where their money was going. Cause you know, you see charities and stuff on, on television or newspapers that are, you know, CEOs are going on <laughs> vacations with people's donations and stuff like that. So we don't want to mess with that. So the only person we take donations from is Blue Harvest. Uh, whatever, whatever money he gets from the holiday special, he sends to us and we just go on Amazon and buy all the toys we've been wanting to buy with it. And then we'll obviously share that with all the blue harvest listeners, uh, of what they were able to, what they were able to do just, just in that. So are you just buying all, um, Kiati Monday figures with the blue harvest money or <laughs> horses being a little bit loose? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. That- how would that go if an entire ward of kids <laughs> just got episode one Kyoto oh Mundi figures? 
I'm just, I'm laughing because I'm visualizing like the thing, entire container of those showing up and trying to hand those off to kids. And, um, but, but you've got like one of, sa- it, but... one, one of Sal's friends is there dressed as Kiati Mundi as well, handing out. <laughs> and then next year when you're on the podcast, you're like, oh, no, it was the most special thing I've ever seen, Steel. Kiati Mundi giving out Kiati Mundis. The kids were befuddled, yeah. <laughs> but kind of grateful. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I, uh, I visuals of that just okay <laughs> all right so we've got the blue harvest special um we have got the amazon wish list which you can search on uh, if you look up wish lists on amazon it is the kessel toy run at gmail.com or for ease of use just click the link in this episode's show notes, or you can also send in your old toys. So I I guess maybe if people, uh, you know, you said you're not, um, you you know, you're not checking the copyright date of these, but if, you know, if if there's old toys and they're, they're, they're mintish in sealed package, is that uh, making the grade? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it comes from a, from a smoke free home and they're not, they don't look too trashed. You send them our way. You, what you know? One of my a lot of my donations last year came from you know Star Wars fans. People, your friends always give you stuff for birthdays or holidays or whatever they think you want. You're like, oh, it's great. You just kind of set it aside, and they're doing something very nice, but it doesn't exactly fit in your collection. Mm-hmm. I just rounded up all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna make some kids day and give all this stuff to the donation. So. You know, there's a lot of us fans that have a lot of stuff sitting around that don't necessarily want your collection, but will make another kid's day. And, and you can't really get mad at someone for re-gifting to a little sick kid. Do you know what I mean? You, I think you get a pass on that. No, one. no. So that, if you've got uh, toys, you know, maybe you've, you know, your local shop has got a, a amazing special on Black Series you know, figures or whatever, they're, they're four bucks and, you know, you can drop 40 bucks on that or, you know, you can you can buy one and send it in. And uh, that yep. is to Brandon Manriquez, Post Office Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 9087. And that address will be in the show notes as well. Um, there's always drama in the LBC and there should always be donated Star Wars action figures, yeah? Is that how the um, that Snoop Dogg song went or no? That's, that's exactly how it went, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and, confirmed. and what about on social media? It's at the Kessel Toy Run? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much on every site, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's either Kessel Toy Run or the Kessel Toy Run. You'll, you'll find us. Just get there. Just get there. Well, Brandon, I am, um, you know, to help get the word out and stuff, it is uh, is my honor. So I, I think what you've done is a, a credit to Star Wars fandom. And it's just a good thing, dude. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Now, uh, to wrap it up, we always want to know, you know, there's now more than ever, and I've said this a few times, now more than ever, but now it means more than ever now than the last time I said it. Before, yeah. We've got right. so many things to look forward to 
in Star Wars. We've got animation, multiple animation, multiple live action TV shows, multiple films that we don't even know what they're going to be about. And good old Star Wars Episode Nine. What, what are you most looking forward to, Brandon? Man, that's a tough pull with so many options, but I'm going to have to say episode nine. As as bad as I want to say Mandalorian or Ryan Johnson's trilogy, uh, I I think wrapping up this this last last one is going to be pretty great, pretty special. Yeah, I can't. It's all about the saga, like everything else. Yeah. That that's some sweet gravy. And, you know, thank God. I love gravy, you guys. I've, I'm, I'm exceptional at making it. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 like all the other shows seem like so interesting and, and you know, and, and then the other ones just so open to like what could they possibly be thinking up in the case of the, the film well, series is that we don't even know. But the Skywalker saga. The, the Amanda, I know. And the Mandalorian, it's, it's, the, it's the shiny object right now. You know, we're getting these photos of it. Jason's covering it all the time. We're getting stories and castings. And so it's easy to go, oh, that's what I, that's what I want, which I'm excited about. I can't wait. But it, we're talking Skywalker trilogy. But we're, this is, goes back since 77. <laughs> like seeing this wrap up is just going to be a special thing. Hopefully. I can't. I can't wait to see what they what they come up with, Carrie. What they do for Carrie. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome year. It's going to be something. It's going to be something, and uh, we'll be talking about the the Kessel Toy Run three. I hope in in the lead up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've always said since the beginning we would do this for a while, and you know, see if we could maintain it. And as long as everyone's into it, I'll I'll keep doing it. Awesome, man. Awesome. From the, from the response we've seen, it seems it, I'm pretty sure we're going to at least do number three. Very cool. Do, do you have a, a, a final toy run story to leave us with, Brandon? The only thing I can say is that, um, you know, everyone's donations that came in, even the hospital staff was uh, floored by how, how, uh, how much, first of all, how much we collected. And I explained to them that these were all just awesome fans that you know for whatever reason uh believed in an idea and they could not be more excited about how how much the kids knew about star wars and how much they talked about it after we left so i don't have a specific story just you know what what everyone's doing is making a difference whether you get to see your specific toy donated or not i trust me it's making a huge impact on these kids. So uh, thank you, everybody. What if it's just uncovered that you're a very benevolent, excellent shoplifter? <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Well, well, we'll cross that one when we get to it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Thanks so much, man, for the podcast and for organizing this um, amazing project. I, If you're in uh, the States, 
you know, send stuff in. If you're overseas, uh, you know, check out the Amazon wish list. You know, you can send a five dollar gift, and it's gonna, you know, it it's probably the best value five dollars that you're gonna spend. And uh, if we we got uh, just a smidgen of our listenership you know, dropping some $5 gifts, we're going to uh, create a, a very nice problem for Brandon's uh, storage requirements and stuff like that, which is, uh, you know, I like you, Brandon, but it's the type of problem I want to um, inflict on you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep, <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, we'll figure it out. We've already, we've got contingency plans if, uh, if it starts getting too out of control. Nice. Love it. Let's test those contingency plans, people. Uh, Check out all the details in the show notes. And if you can, chuck in an item or two and uh, it's going to be going to an awesome place. Brandon, thanks so much, man. And may that force be with you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Hey, guys. I really, 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 like especially hope you enjoyed that really fun episode and inspiring episode with Brandon Manriquez from the Kessel Toy Run. As we talked about several times throughout the podcast, there are several ways you can help out. All are linked in this episode's show notes. So if you're listening to this episode in a podcast app in this episode's show description, there will be links for easy ways to help out. You can send in-package Star Wars toys directly to Brandon. You can go through the Amazon wish list and click a toy to send to a young kid. Probably the easiest way. Or if you want to help out while getting some super fun Star Wars holiday listening, check out the Blue Harvest Holiday Special on Bandcamp, all hosted by our man, Hawes Burkhardt. All those three ways are listed in the show notes and all items, big or small, all go towards putting a smile on a little sick Padawan's face, which in my opinion is what Christmas is all about. It's what Star Wars is all about and it should be what Star Wars fandom is all about. And thank you, Brandon, for leading the way on this great project. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to help spread the good word, give us a share or a retweet on social media. And if you're in the LA area, we have got our final live podcast of the year on December 15th at 4 p.m. at Geeky Tees in Burbank. That's it for the plugs this week. If you can, help out with the Kessel Toy Run. It is such a positive thing for these kids and for Star Wars fandom. Thank you guys so much, and may that force be with you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. If you're after more Star Wars listening, please check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net, where you can find such great podcasts as Blue Harvest, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, Making Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting, Podcast 2187, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and The Sith List. So that's planetbroadcasting.com and makingstarwars.net.
Los Angeles tickets are now on sale for our final live podcast of the year at Geeky Tees Magnolia Boulevard Burbank on Saturday, December 15th at 4pm. For the first time ever, we'll be doing a live podcast version of our annual listener prediction review show where we review all the Star Wars news predictions that you guys made at the start of the year. I'll be joined on stage by a grip of previous Steel Wars guests, along with the live audience, to help us decide who was the Jedi Master Star Wars predictor for 2018. And spoiler alert, I did not fare well in this competition. It's going to be a hilarious afternoon of live Star Wars fun, Saturday, December 15th, 4pm at Geeky Tees Burbank. Tickets are on sale at merchostore.com. The link is in the show notes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.